Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hey, One Hope Church, One Hope Friends, Peter here, continuing our Bible reading podcast uh, during the season of Lent, almost at the end. As we uh, go through the books of Luke and Acts, and uh, uh, at the very end of Acts right now, we're in the middle of a section uh, yesterday and today where um, Paul is kind of going through various trials as he's under custody uh, by the Romans. And, and uh, you know, yesterday he's appearing before um, the governor of uh, Palestine, a guy named uh, Felix. Um, and then it's in a verse that's really easy to miss as we move into today's readings of Acts chapter 25 and 26. It says that two years passed. Two years passed while Paul is continuing to be kind of left in prison, of which and we know nothing that happened in those two years. I mean, things I'm sure did happen. Maybe wrote some letters. But um, as far as Paul is concerned, I think he would probably feel like he's just been shelved, like his ministry is over. Um but I think he clung to those words uh, that Mark shared yesterday in the podcast where Jesus appeared uh, to Paul uh, in, in a vision at night and said, and said take courage. Um, I, as you've testified in Jerusalem, you will testify in Rome. And I really liked how Mark uh, kind of brought out that uh, it did seem like Paul had just maybe felt like he kind of his previous kind of testimony again uh, by the uh, to the kind of the religious council didn't go too well and maybe he's discouraged and so he needs that encouragement from Jesus and so Jesus gives him that encouragement. Uh, but I think also the reason Jesus shared that is because he was going to be uh, kind of wallowing in prison for two years. And I think in those two years, he, he just clung to those words of Jesus. Nope, Jesus said, I would testify in Rome. It's going to happen. And uh, and it did happen. And here's how it happened as we move into today's readings. Um, there is a new governor that comes to town, replaces Felix, going to be Festus, and he uh, kind of meets with Paul, who's left in prison, and says, so you want to go to Jerusalem and uh, uh, kind of uh, you know face the charges against you? And uh, Paul, I think, probably um, remembers the last time he was going to be transferred. There was a plot to kill his life, so I think, I think for that reason alone, he doesn't really want to go to Jerusalem because I think he thought... There might be another plot against his life, but uh, and so he appeals to Caesar, um, and uh, and to Caesar you'll go is what Festus says, and that is maybe to kind of keep himself from not being killed on the way to Jerusalem, but also again he wants to go to Rome, and Jesus said you're going to go to Rome and testify to me there, and so um, so just kind of the irony there that um, you know. God gave Paul an all-paid expense trip to Rome on behalf of Rome's, you know, bill <laughs> to be a missionary in uh, in Rome uh, before Caesar. Um, so then, before he does get sent off, though, Agrippa, King Agrippa, comes to town. Now, King Agrippa is this is Herod Agrippa II. He's the son of the King Herod that we read of during the life of Jesus, or the uh, that uh, um, uh, that had been during the time of Jesus's crucifixion and trial then. And uh, so this is the son, and he grew up in Rome, and uh, I believe he was even in Rome during some of that time when his father was uh, kind of in charge of kind of the Galilee region. Um, so he was kind of in boarding school, and he was really ra- ra- raised in the Roman ways. 
but he gets to eventually take over his dad's post. Uh, there's some politics involved there, too. He didn't, it didn't happen right away. Um, and he's with Bernice, who's his wife, but who's also his sister. She's kind of an unsavory character. <laughs> and, uh, there's a lot of history there I won't, won't get into, but it's kind of fascinating if you want to look it up sometime. But uh, So King Agrippa, Herod, the, the, the son of the Herod that we know of in the time of Jesus, uh, comes and visits Festus, who's the kind of the successor to Pontius Pilate, or one of them. Uh, and uh, so Festus says, oh, you want to hear uh, about this guy, Paul, that was left in prison? And and uh, maybe you can help me figure out what to do here. And Agrippa says, sure. And uh, and then they do the formal presentation to um, the, you know, to the group uh, as they're going to hear Paul share. And I, I just love verse 27 where Festus says, it seems it seems unreasonable to me to send someone uh, on, on charges to Rome without even saying what those charges are for. And so maybe you can help me figure out what those charges are for, which is like, really? You're brilliant, Festus. This is how you became governor. Um, so I just thought it was kind of funny. But um, leads into Paul giving his testimony. So the next chapter really is, is Paul's uh, gives his testimony. Um, and you know Paul's got an amazing testimony. We've already heard it because we uh, we read about it earlier in the book of Acts. Uh, but it's 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 really interesting to hear him in his own words share his testimony of what happened. And and it again is a reminder that uh, Paul's conversion it's one of the proofs that Christianity is true and that the resurrection really did happen. For for Paul to have changed from someone who actually was so committed to destroying Christianity to overnight having been uh, convinced that it's true, he had to have seen the real resurrected Jesus, and and he did. Jesus appeared before Paul and uh, and absolutely gave him undeniable proof that Christianity is true, and, uh, and that was an act of pure grace for Paul, and he never forgot that. In fact, Paul's been called the apostle of grace um, because in part because he's here he is all these years later, and he's still, he shares in his testimony, he's still thinking of the people he helped have killed all those years uh, uh, earlier. He never stopped seeing himself as a murderer. And so for that reason, he's never stopped being overwhelmed by grace. Uh, and so Paul really is the apostle of grace. Uh, I, I read a book once, where the title was Paul, the Apostle of Heart Set Free. Uh, he understands grace because he uh, he knew the depths of his own sin, and uh, and so that's an encouragement there as well. And uh, interesting, after he shares his testimony, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's uh, Agrippa Herod Agrippa says, you know, um, you know, had he not appealed to Caesar, we could have set him free. He hasn't really done anything you know, deserving to be sent to Rome or he, or anything wrong. He could just be set free, which you kind of think, oh man, bummer. He shouldn't have appealed to Caesar. He could have been set free right now. But again, he wants to go to Rome and, and Rome's going to pay his way. So this is God at work here. So fun, really interesting reading, uh, kind of historical stuff. Um, the takeaway though for me, and maybe that I would just pass on to you is, uh, you know, Paul here gives us testimony, and and that is something that we're all called to do. We're all called to testify to what Jesus has done in our life. And and maybe you don't have as as dramatic a testimony as Paul does. I don't think anybody has as dramatic a testimony as Paul does. Um, but this is maybe an encouragement to, if you've never done so, maybe think through 
if you were on trial <laughs> and had to give a reason for uh, for the hope that is in you of why you're Christian, what would you share? Or just with a friend, um, you know, why are you a Christian? What does this mean? Uh, what would you share? Uh, you know, the Apostle uh, Peter says, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in you, yet with reverence and respect. And and so I would encourage you, if you've never done so, maybe think through how you would share your testimony. How, you know, at what point did Jesus become more than just a word for you? Uh, or, or how have you seen Jesus at work in your life? Uh, there may be a very uh, precise moment where you, you weren't a, a Christ follower and then you you became a Christ follower and you could share about the circumstances around that. Or if you grew up in the church and maybe it was having more gradually for you. Um, it, part of your testimony is just, what is Jesus doing right now in your life? And, and how have you witnessed his, him at work? Uh, one idea that you could do if you've never kind of shared your testimony, sometimes we forget all the things that God has done and spoken to us in the past. And just take some time and get a, a blank piece of paper and make a timeline of your life. And just think through the various stages of your life, childhood, adolescence, teen years, and young adults. And uh, you know, just continue on the various stages of your life and maybe... Mark the, the low points of your life where really hard things, maybe even tragedies have happened, and, and maybe mark the, the high points as well. And just use that to kind of jog your memory. And you may find that there's all kinds of uh, things that you had forgotten about how Jesus really did help you through a difficult time or, or revealed something to you in a very special way at some point in your life. So think think that through, and, uh, and it might even be good just to write it out. Write out your testimony. Um, It's really helpful for you and encouraging, but also it helps you be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in you. All right, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for Paul, who uh, was steadfast in his witness, uh, but he was not beyond being discouraged. And so you, Jesus, gave him the courage to to continue on and and to be bold and share his testimony. He was dependent on you, just like we also need to be dependent on you. And as you came through for Paul, You're going to come through for us too. Help us to be faithful witnesses to you and to the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen.